Welcome to Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. I believe in the psychology of losing weight because sometimes the weight we really need to lose isn't on our body. So I'm so glad that you're here and welcome to the journey. Hey, ladies, welcome back. I'm so excited to talk about today's podcast episode. But before I get into that, I want to welcome all of my new listeners. If this is your first time clicking a podcast episode, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. Here at Faith Fitness and Self Discovery, we don't just talk about the weight that shows up on the scale, but we talk about all of the weight. I deal with the psychology of the weight, and we talk about a lot of topics, a lot of things that we share in common as women. We learn strategies and techniques to help us get our internal lives in order so that we can see the fruit of that externally whether that's on our weight loss journey or whether that's just becoming the best version of ourselves. So I'm so glad that you are here. Today is an excellent time to jump in if it is your first time, but I do strongly encourage you to go take a listen to the last podcast episode, which I got a lot of great feedback on, portion control. Thank you so much to all of the ladies who reached out to me in the group via DM if you sent me a message, an email, Thank you so, so much for your feedback. I'm so excited to see that a lot of you have purchased notebooks. You take notes. When I started this, guys, I had no idea what God wanted to do with it. I just began to open my mouth in obedience. And God is showing me exactly what he wants to do. He wants to teach. He wants to edify. He wants to grow. So I encourage you, whatever it is that you hear during this podcast episode, I want you to take a note. I want you to press pause. If you're driving, if you're at home, if you're not in a position right now where you can take notes or stop, I want you to just kind of remember which point in the podcast you heard something that you want to come back and kind of grab. This is a season for growth. And one of the ways that you can grow exponentially is by not just hearing information, but taking a minute to re-listen to it, taking a minute to ingest it and allow it to be nutritious for you. Kind of like when we talk about our food, we want to take an opportunity to enjoy our food. Sometimes when we just hear something, it tickles our ears, but it doesn't get an opportunity to seep deep down into our soul. And that prevents us from seeing some of those amazing changes that we've been hoping for, praying for, and wanting to have at the beginning of this year. And so on today, I wanted to talk about representing yourself, representing yourself. For those of you who have been with me for a while, you know that I'm always praying. What is it that you want me to talk about? I take real life experiences, things that I hear, um, things that may be going on real time, or I'm always thinking. It's like I'm always internally having dialogue with God and just having revelations about different things. And oftentimes I'm like, hey, this was good to me. This is something that I need to share with someone else. I'm hoping that something that you hear today will change your life. That's my prayer. My divine prayer is that something that you hear on today will change your life. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic. And I want to credit today's episode to my homegirl, Pastor Najine Parker. She is just an overall phenomenal woman of God. She's a wife and a mother. And I remember visiting her home for the first time. Oh my God, y'all. It was so 
beautiful and immaculate. I mean, their family is at a different stage than ours. They have older kids. Some have graduated. Some are in college already. Some have started their families. Congratulations to them. They're new grandparents. But they do have their twin daughters who are still at home. And this is their senior year. So the difference between a home of a woman who has older children and the home of a woman who has small children is major. I know. My grandmother, some of the old, older school women will say, my kids didn't touch certain things or they didn't do certain things. I didn't play that. But I just don't even want to invest the energy. But let me get back on topic. Najin's home was immaculate. Like, it was gorgeous, you guys. It was just mirrors and glass and fixtures and silver and the furniture was light colored. I was just like in awe. I felt like I was at a furniture store when I walked into her home. And I remember telling her that. I remember feeling like, oh my God, how is she managing to keep such an immaculate home with all of the duties that she had? And as we were like talking and I was complimenting her on how beautiful I thought her home was, her husband jumped in and talked about how one of the things that she does that he really, really loves is she switches the furniture up often. She does this when he has a preaching engagement and he comes home. She may have switched the bedroom around or she changes little things around. And at first I was thinking to myself, I barely have time to fold laundry, let alone like redecorate a room. And then it just started to really replay in my mind the conversation that we had and how excited Chris was and how he just went on raving about how good it made him feel to come into the exact same space, but to have the anticipation that something would look different, that something would be different. And I continue to think about our conversation for a few months and I couldn't shake this instinct to really just shift things up a bit, to start making some changes with things I had already, you know, thought about needed to change, but how can I make a powerful impact with those things? And how would that affect my husband? How would that affect my home? How would that affect my family, the warmth? I just felt so convicted. And one of the words that came to me was monotony. And if you're not familiar with the term monotony, monotony just basically means a lack of variety and interest. It's tedious repetition and routine. And at first, when I thought about Najin's actions, they, they really just seemed a little bit, you know, unconventional it just seemed like something that you know would require too much energy but after I took a moment to think about the the wisdom in that and to think about how beautiful that was I started to figure out ways that I can apply that to my own life because you see monotony is the death of many things it's the death of our interests our relationships, our marriages, how we feel about our careers. And the list honestly could go on and on. Those are just some parts of our lives. But we have to switch it up. We have to be intentional. And so today's focus is going to be about how how can we represent those three areas of our lives? Like how how can we represent the area of, of our diet to our lives? Like how can we represent the areas of our marriage or our relationships to our lives? How can we represent our careers to our lives? And so can I tell you a few tips? Can I talk to you a little bit about what I was able to do and how those changes have been making a great impact in my own life? Thank you, because you know I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so the first thing is diet. Representing your diet. 
This is something that I had to do. If you're just joining in, this podcast was started because I took a very intuitive journey to become a healthier version of myself. It's one that started with renewing my mind and getting into the word of God, really changing my thought life and my habits. But I also had to represent my diet to myself. And one of the ways I represented my diet to myself is by first figuring out foundationally, what is it that Christ said about my diet? Like, how am I supposed to eat? Is there anything in scripture that gives me at least some type of guidance as to what I'm supposed to eat? How am I supposed to eat it? How often am I supposed to eat it? So I started with that exploration process. So representing your diet is so essential because your diet, if not represented or re-explored, the monotony of it can be dangerous. And I'm going to explain how. So today I'm going to assume that my audience isn't full of people who eat a disciplined diet. So for the sake of time, I'm speaking specifically to those of us who have been eating the same way and the same things all of our lives. Because quite frankly, like our diets have remained the same since we were children. And if that's the case, then your diet is childish. Most of us have been eating what we've learned and how we've learned since we were kids. Think about it. We eat what was exposed to us. We cook it the way it was prepared for us. Many of us still depend on our mothers or our grandmothers or the best cook in our family to give us the recipes um, so that they could be passed down from generation to generation. And most of us have been eating that way since we were kids. And if this is the case, this is really dangerous. And one of the ways that you can tell if your diet is childish, and it may be an ouch moment for you, it definitely was an ouch moment for me, is by looking at the state of your life. Look at the state of your life. Look at the condition of your health. And you can really see how dangerous a monotonous diet is. So what does that mean, a monotonous diet? Well, if you're eating the same way that you ate when you were a child, if you're only eating what mama ate and what grandma ate, and you haven't introduced a variety, you haven't started educating yourselves on other forms of eating patterns, portions, nutritious benefits, reading labels, those sort of things, if you haven't been intently focused on growing in that area the same way we grow in other areas as we mature, then you have been missing out on nutrients. You've been missing out on water. You've been missing out on very essential parts of your diet that leads to good internal health. And when we neglect that for so long, right, we start to see the outward manifestation of us not maturing in that area. So learning what to eat and how to eat and applying it to our lives is so, so important. And so all of our days of eating hot chips, sodas, fruit snacks, Capri Suns, crabs with extra Old Bay and seasoning, garlic butter, lemon pepper wings, jerk chicken twice a week with rice. Like this is the problem, especially considering that we still have adults who eat like this, but don't like the taste of oatmeal. We have adults who eat like this, but don't know how to properly cut or use an avocado. 
We have adults who still eat like children, but don't know appropriate portion sizes or how to read ingredients. And this is a huge, huge problem. We have adults who, who can't name three to five fruit that they've consumed this week. We have adults who remain in a childish state of our diets, and we pass these childish habits to our children. Just yesterday, I was in Food Lion with my two youngest sons, and as the cashier was scanning our produce, she stated, I wish I could get my kids to eat vegetables. And I responded, they eat what you feed them. And she looked shocked, y'all. I could see her eyes over her mask and she took this, took a second to gather herself. And she said, you know what? You are right. And you know what? The problem is not with our kids' appetite at all. It's not with their desires at all. The problem is with ours. We should train them in the way that they should go. But how can we train them if we are stuck at 12 years old in this area ourselves? Represent your diet to yourself and family. I mentioned in another podcast episode, a good friend of mine had never introduced her children to anything but water. But in order to create these healthy habits, we ourselves have to have these healthy habits. And so if we're eating childish, our kids are eating childish, our husbands are eating childish, all of those who come in contact with us that we're in charge of preparing the food for are in some ways eating childlike. Does this mean that our entire diet is is trash and we need to represent everything? No, but we certainly need to look at those areas in our diets that remind us of our childish ways. In the Bible, it says, when I was a child, I spoke like one, I acted like one. I would like to add in 2022 that I ate like one. But at some point, we must put our childish ways behind us or they become dangerous for us in more ways than one. Whether that's our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, there is no way that we can remain stuck in our diet. And so I really want to encourage you to represent your diet to yourself. Make it fun. Make it interesting. Who said you had to stick stick to one type of cuisine? Who said that you only had to eat a certain type of way? Who said that you had to be vegan or pescatarian? Be fluid with the idea of representing your diet to yourself. Make it something that's exciting and also something that is incorporating those foods that are healthier for you. You should be eating more intentional the older you get. You should be fueling yourself with those things that you know will give you the greatest benefit, okay? So the second way that we can represent our our lives is through our marriages, through our relationships. Each day is a gift. Try to be one in your marriage. Try to be one in your relationship. This takes work. If each day is a gift, Try to be one in your marriage. Try to be one in your relationships. Okay, if you don't have a partner, you have relationships. You have relationships with a core group of people that are around you. Try to be a gift. Even if you're not in partnership, if you're not in covenant right now, if you desire that, you have to practice being a gift with those who are around you each day. You don't magically just do that once you meet the right person. You don't magically just start doing that because you have the ring. And so if you are in a relationship, this is a good time for you to practice being a gift to those who are around you. Focus on how you can reroute the same package a million ways. I became very, very good at this at a young age because I wasn't as fortunate as a young girl uh, to have new clothes and to be able to shop and do all of the other things that girls of my age appear to be doing. And so I became very good at restyling things, uh, making usage out of 
one outfit, uh, making something look totally different, cleaning something up, changing shoestrings, just representing outfits and representing myself or my hairstyles in such a way that people would think, one, it was a totally new outfit. It was a totally new hairstyle. I had went to a beautician, something along those lines. And I'm still very great at that. Well, that was a transferable skill that I was able to bring into my marriage. And remember Pastor Najine that I was talking about earlier in this episode? Well, this is essentially one of the things she was demonstrating about redecorating her bedroom. I think sometimes as women, we get so focused on our hair and our nails and our toes that we forget that we get to utilize all of our space as well as an extension of ourselves. So not just your physical body. You know what? It's great to order the lingerie. It's great to get your hair done and keep yourself up to get your eyebrows tweezed and threaded. All of those things are great. But how can we also extend representing ourselves in our marriage, in our relationships, with our space that we have externally? And this was really something that Pastor Najine was demonstrating for me. Even if it's just you know, putting on some hair, um, putting on some lip gloss or some earrings, even if it's just buying a dress for Valentine's Day that you will wear around the house. One of the things that I started to do during the pandemic is wearing my best outfits. We've been in the house for a really, really long time. And God really convicted me about getting comfortable in my marriage, looking my best outside and being comfortable inside. I spend most of my time with my man inside. And so I have really shifted that to spend the majority of my time beautifying myself during the time that he is going to see me. Honestly, he's the only person that matters. And so for me to be so backwards that I was spending so much of my time and my energy to look good walking out of the door and God has given me all of this time where we're inside of the home, I sometimes take things out and just wear them. It could just be a Tuesday and I just want to put on a beautiful fitted dress. I want to put on something that is enticing, something that is attractive. I want to wow him, particularly if he's left the house and he comes back. I try not to have on the same thing that I had on when he left. Those types of things are important to me. Some days it's just sprucing up the home with some fragrances, candles, perfume. Sometimes it's sprucing up myself with some lip gloss, letting my hair down or putting on a different pair of earrings to match my pajamas, whatever it is that we can do to represent ourselves and represent our space. I think that it's so important. Maybe it's changing a comforter. If you can't afford a new one, flip that sucker over. Take a picture from another space of your home and put it in a different room. Make your Christmas tree a Valentine's Day tree. As you just start exercising your muscles, God will show you like what needs your touch. The monotony in our marriages or our relationships isn't just because we go to work and we come home. It's also how we go to work and how we come home. You know why a hotel experience feels so wonderful? It's because it's a change of scenery. But if you took the money a hotel would cost and added some massage rocks and a table to your home to give each other a massage, or you get some rocks from your tub, just some different candles, some different fragrances that you can play around with to switch the atmosphere up a little bit each day, 
Maybe you change the color of the kitchen towels. It doesn't have to be anything grandiose, just something that will catch the eye, something that creates a bit of excitement, something that switches up the monotony. Maybe you want to dust under some of those pictures or or the way that you have had those pictures planted above the fireplace have been that way since you guys moved in. How about you switch that up, put those pictures in another area. Whatever it is that you can switch up and represent, you want to do that because that's going to strengthen those muscles and that's really going to help you. You can do anything to switch it up, but you'll notice an immediate difference in an appreciation from your spouse, from those who are around you, and your juices just will start flowing. Before you know it, you'll be walking through the door looking for things to switch up, to change up, to break up. And it's so good. I'm telling you, I cannot wait for you guys to tell me your feedback of how much difference it made just by throwing out some of those old towels. Get rid of them, girl. Like stop living in scarcity. If you got a bleach stain on it, get rid of it. Only keep those things that make you feel good. When you really start switching up your space, you get rid of those boxes. You get rid of those clothes in the floor that your husband keeps saying something about in your closet or whatever space it is. You clean your space out. You create a hotel experience in your home to the best of your ability. Whatever it is that you can do, you represent your home to yourself first because you deserve that. You deserve to open that closet and instead of seeing all that clutter, it feels so good to just see an immaculate space. Maybe we can't have the Pastor Najine effect right now where our whole home is just serenity the way we want it, beautiful, beautifully decorated. But can we start with the space? Can that be our closet? Can that be that drawer that we open up? Can that be something, something that we create in our home that represents it to us, represents it to our marriage? Lastly, our careers, work can be boring after a while, but most of our dissatisfaction with our jobs actually comes from how we see our jobs. Um, I believe if you don't have a dream, you see yourself going to work every single day for however long and good Lord, we all know that that's just depressing. That outlook on work is just depressing within itself. Our jobs are just a stream of income. I thank God for my husband for just giving me that bit of revelation that has released me from the torment of trying to struggle with career positioning and title and work and hours and pay and that sort of thing. Our jobs are just a stream of income. If we could become more focused on and intentional about what we intend on doing with that stream, which most of us aren't, we work, we get our check, and we go spend it. But if we can become more intentional about what it is that we want to do with that stream, then work would feel more intentional. It would feel more purposeful, right? So I truly believe that you have to have a dream. You have to have a dream. Uh, you have to see yourself doing more than just going to work every day. You have to see yourself building a legacy of some sort. A lot of women who are listening to this podcast, you've already started building your legacy. Maybe you have children already. That is your legacy. Uh, whether you're intention intentionally uh, building it or not, that is your legacy. Um, for those women who are building your legacy through your career right now, or you aren't married, but you're seeking marriage, um, it's very good to figure out a way to represent your career to yourself. Um, they're paying you to do a job. They're not paying you to own your time. And so my suggestion for breaking up the monotony of your day is by giving them what they've asked for, which is the job that they've required to be done, 
and figuring out how you can best maximize your time to grow exponentially to get towards your dream. Okay, so let me explain. The average person works about three to four solid hours per day. So that means that you're getting your job done and half the time that they pay you for. So what are you doing with the other half? Trust me, I know this from being a supervisor. I know this from running a business. I, I know how this goes. If you are like me before my transformation, you were probably like scrolling social media. Maybe you were watching TV shows during the day if you work remotely or just listening to some music. But what if you became more intentional about your days? What if you had a new workout routine set up to try at noon virtually each day? What if for the first 15 minutes of your day, you committed to listening to scripture? Or what if you decided to listen to at least 45 minutes of an audiobook each day, right? Some of us try to do too much with our audiobooks. You don't have to, it's right there. It's yours. You don't have to try to ingest everything all at once. Commit to listening to 45 minutes intentionally every day. You'll get to that book in a week. Um, so what are some things that, that you can do? You can represent your workday to yourself, especially if you work from home. If you work in the office, you can represent your workday by possibly giving yourself an exciting work outfit to wear. Maybe you can wear some earrings or a bold color or blouse or just be more intentional about how you want to start representing yourself actually in your office. One of the reasons I was told that I actually was promoted so soon um, with a lot of the agencies that I worked for was because of how I presented myself, how I presented myself. It was different. I presented myself as if I had some intentionality in terms of where I was going. I presented myself like I was aware that I was going to work. I presented myself like I had a plan for the day. I had a plan for myself. I had a plan to represent my company. Some of us are just too lax and too comfortable and because we aren't intentional, because we don't have a dream or a plan that's beyond wherever we work, we show up just to get our job done. But you'd be surprised how much change you would notice in your life if you simply started representing yourself. I remember talking to our goddaughter uh, over the Christmas break and my, my husband asked her, when are you going to let that nose ring go? And she looked at him and she's like, oh my God, this is a part of me. And she's just so cute. She's cute as a button. But the reality is she's about to be 26 years old and she works in a very, very professional field. And so this was a legitimate question. When are you going to, you know, take, take, take it out? Now, am I suggesting that anybody that has a nose ring needs to take their nose ring out? No, but with our goddaughter and the things that she was communicating to us in the environment that she works in, she was asking for input in terms of how she could be taken more seriously um, as a young woman and, and thrive in her career. And I think sometimes God can cause, call us to represent ourselves in some areas or in some ways that our age may not make us feel like, hey, we don't have to do this or we need to do that. But for divine alignment, we have to do that. So what is it that you would be willing to do to represent yourself to your company? When you first got that job, you presented yourself a certain way. You told them that you would be a certain way, that you would have a certain work etiquette, that you would have a certain work ethic, 
that you would uh, get along with others a certain way, that you would bring a certain pizzazz to that company, are you holding your end of the bargain? Because if the company is still giving you your check, they're still holding their end of the bargain. And so hopefully this is getting your juices flowing on how you can represent yourself in many different areas of your life. Um, many of us, like children, we get bored. And rightfully so, because a lot of our lives, it's just repetition. We have failed to continue to explore and grow in many areas of our lives, and we only know what we know. So without a plan or intentionality, we hit our ceiling in just about everything. And I think that life is too important to be monotonous or to remain stuck in an area, particularly the important ones. And this is something that I have to keep reminding myself of because it's so easy to feel like we're supposed to be the same. Sometimes we feel like we're in a race or or our objective is to remain the same. No, we should be evolving. We should be representing ourselves, representing ourselves to us, right? I don't want to be who I was five years ago. I don't want to be who I was three years ago, two years ago, last year. Some of us keep having the same goals year after year after year because we're failing to exercise that muscle of representing ourselves. What are you willing to cut off? What are you willing to change? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to finally shift around? Because if your eyes can see a difference, I'm telling you, it'll it'll catch fire. If you start to make any type of shift in your life, to take any type of control over your atmosphere, it'll make a difference. It'll start making a difference internally for you. How does this tie into your diet? How does this tie into your health? Well, if you keep presenting being a healthier version to yourself the same way over and over and over and over and over again, you're going to get the same results. If you keep representing health as restriction and workouts that are painful and hard and um, that I'm going to have to eat things that I don't like. If you keep approaching it this way, then you're going to keep getting the same results. In a previous podcast, I talked about change the perception of your willpower. Represent this opportunity to yourself. Represent the opportunity to yourself to be the wife that you wanted to be. Represent the opportunity to yourself to be the mother that you wanted to be, the friend that you wanted to be, the colleague, the employee, to be the healthiest person that you wanted to be, right? We all had this vision of ourselves. We all do. But represent that opportunity to yourself. And when you represent that opportunity to yourself, I pray that you take it. I pray that you see it differently. I pray that you shift whatever needs to be shifted around in order for you to make it look different for you this time, in order for you to have to see it through different lenses, in order for you to have anticipation that anticipation that Chris talked about as he's coming home, knowing his wife, same furniture, y'all, the same things, but knowing that she's done something different, no matter how big or how small, he's knowing that he has something to look forward to. Give yourself something to look forward to. Shift some things around in your life so that you can start representing the opportunities that you have let slide to yourself in a new way. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. I pray this episode gets your juices flowing. And I think that as you start making these small changes, you're going to notice major results in your life. I'm telling you, 
Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for this episode. God, I thank you for an opportunity to speak into the lives of your women, God. Thank you for giving us another chance. Thank you for representing things to us, God, that we have taken for granted, God, that we haven't been intentional about, God. Thank you for representing things to us, God, that we've allowed to become stale. We can become so guilty, God, of just throwing things aside when they lose the new car smell, God. We can become so guilty, God, of not getting our juices flowing, oh God, to make the best of ourselves, to make the best of our relationship, to make the best of our spaces, God. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, as we repent, God, for not representing what it is that you've already given us, God. Your word teaches us about in contentment, God. So show us how to be content in our lives right now. Show us, Lord Jesus, to stop yearning for the next thing and to look around us and, and to make the best out of the things that we already have, God. I hear you speaking to a woman, Lord Jesus, that if she just will look around her own space, God, that if she just will see the goodness in her space and how just minor changes, how shifting things around, God, how opening up some blinds and letting sunlight into her house, God, how dusting under some fixtures, God, that she has ignored, God. If she would just shift her energy, God, from the mundane, mundane things, oh God, and from things that have wasted her time, Lord Jesus, to the things, Lord Jesus, that will bring light to her life, God, that you will begin to show her the fruit, Lord Jesus, that she has been praying for, that you'll begin to give her the relationship, God, that she has been praying for, that you'll give her the willpower, God, and the discipline, Lord Jesus, that she has been praying for, God, and we'll be so careful to give you all the praise. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining today's show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down. That's right. Give me five stars and leave me a comment about what you thought about this episode or any of your favorite episodes. You can also help people find this podcast by sharing it. Share, share, share on your social media, on your Insta stories. Be sure to tag me or you can share on your Facebook, Twitter, wherever you feel compelled to share. It does help. Make sure you get connected with our Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery private Facebook community. It's a thousand women in that group doing the work on all different stages of the journey from learning to eat better to actually getting moving and dropping the pounds. The benefits of being in that group is I go live each week. That's right. So if you're loving the podcast episodes, you'll also be able to go live with me, ask questions, and I can interact with you. All of this information will be in the description box, especially if you need to move forward with coaching. I would love to schedule your 15-minute discovery call. Remember, if you're thinking about becoming well, there is no better time to do it than now. Have a blessed week.